right, what is going on, people? We are back for another episode of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. So if you guys have been keeping up, we've been doing our updates with the Dakar Rally 2022. Checking that out. Getting uh, getting some pre-race info to you guys and what the stages are going to be like. But this time around, we are back doing it in the bivouac. This time around with a local legend. But this guy is so legendary that we're actually going to have to do a completely separate introduction for him. So, with that being said, let's cut this party. Dave, are you there? Yo, what's going on, Taco? <laughs> Nada. <laughs> for those playing the home game uh, between us, I'm Adventure Taco, and this is Gnarly Dave. Yeah, buddy. Yes. But... I do have a special intro song that I picked out for this episode because we've been talking about this for so long about doing this and we finally get a chance to do it. So, Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. I didn't even practice. No, no, no. I'll do one and then you'll kind of get warmed up and then we can do another one. <laughs> I think that'll right. work, right? Right. Okay. Here we go. Sure. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Let me get, <laughs> am, am I tuned? The you're going, are you going first? I'll go, for, I'll going go first? first. I'll go first. I was, you know, Usually it's whoever calls gets to do the intro first. Gotcha. 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 Got a little, like warm up the vocal cords a little bit. And so, all right, here we go. Coming to us live from Southern California, high desert, a legend amongst mere mortals known to use pepper spray to season his carnitas. The local chef, the local road bookmaker, the man, the myth, the legend, Gnarly Dave! That was all right. That was all right. Was that just on the fly or? Dude, that was about, no, 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 I'm not that good. That was like two thirds of the... (laughs) That was about two thirds come up with the last line was, <laughs> was on the fly. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. It's pretty good though. Right. I mean, the music adds a little bit more effect to it. It does. It does. It does. It, it, it adds. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly what it's going to sound like once the recording is out. <laughs> Probably everything <laughs> yeah. clipping and you know, I'm, For sure. I'm just doing this until discovery channel calls and says they want to hire me. Oh, right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're, they're dialing your number right now. Yeah, I can hear. Up oh, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what is going on? Are you in you're, you're back up and riding, right? Shoulder feeling better, chest, everything? Yeah, yeah. I um actually I tore my chest, ripped my uh, pec off the bone, so I've been out of commission for like four and a half months, but just started riding and uh, got some road books I need to test. So I've just been doing that the last week. So it feels good to get back on the bike. Nice. Well, that's good. I'm sure uh, that moto therapy and getting back out there probably a a nice change in pace rather than just hanging out. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That's exactly what I needed. Some, uh, some moto therapy. Nice. So, so in all of this and, and throughout all the podcast episodes, a lot of people, I think we had a, a, a thing going, right? That it was at least I was mentioning you once per episode. Up until- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was a pretty long run. And then when you did it, I was like, oh, man, I didn't make the cut. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did, uh, well, like, so I know I met you at Baja Rally. And that was, uh, you were doing the starting how, how long were you doing that for Baja Rally? Because you were only there oh, like dude, a year or two like, after I got there. Yeah, from like day one, like when we were underground, you know, like before you came on, when we didn't really have like permits or permission, and Scott, he was like, bro, go here, here's, you know, here's a pin, don't put up the easy ups to the last minute because no one can see, and then as soon as you're done, get out of there, go to the next spot. So, I mean it was total underground and it was fun and, uh, it was new and, uh, you know, I, I fell in love with it, you know, and, uh, and just what we we're doing and got to learn, you know, more about it. And, uh, so yeah, I was like start guy, timing, scoring, extraction guy, anything I could do, I did and put out fires and, um, whatever we need to do to make it keep going. 
Nice. So yeah, you're John, Johnny on the spot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So whatever Scotty needed or, you know, someone needed, then we're there to keep it rolling. So nice. And so this, I mean, this is after you joining Baja Rally and doing that. How did that even get started? How did you, how did you get sucked into Baja Rally? Um, well, obviously through Scotty. Um, and then he goes, Hey dude, I need my help with something. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then, um, yeah, I, I drug bear along with me and, uh, Mikey West and, uh, we're a really great team. We work together well. Nice. And yeah, we did that from the beginning and, uh, did that for a while. And then, um, yeah, like you said, like a year or two, well, you're there at the end. And then, um, other opportunities came up and I need to figure out what I wanted to do and, um, doing stuff with, you know, Johnny and JCR and, um, other opportunities came up and I'm like, you know what, I think I'm going to bow out of this and, um, chase those opportunities. <laughs> Which led me to doing, you know, road books and testing with the team. I mean, I've been helping Johnny with rally bikes since, uh, I think, nine, ten years now. Some memories came up on Facebook when we were testing uh, the Gen 1 rally bike. So, yeah, been around that for a while, Honda. Yeah. And so, and and even even then, like, way back, like, you have have some history not just not, I mean, obviously with racing and, and, and what you've done, um, in the high desert and at, at multiple races, but all the way into the point where you started working or start, you know, were one of the main guys with, uh, JCR. How- yeah. I mean, I've raced my whole life. Um, I've been riding dirt bikes since I was five and, uh, I mean, I raced Heron Hound series, won a few championships in, in district 37 and Heron Hound. And, uh, I was involved with our Baja program since 95. I think I'm still like one of the oldest, longest volunteers still going, me and Chris Bozen and uh, Chuck Wagner. Um, so, yeah, I was part of the Baja reign um, for Honda and, and Johnny for quite a long time and started as a grunt, you know, just just tagged along and worked my way up to uh, assistant pit captain and then um, – and then, uh, pit captain but that t- took a while i remember uh we had a uh, a team meeting before the race right and i'm like i want to share the stoke of what we do at honda with my friends because i was like had buddies like hey i want to go do the pits and i asked my pit captain he'd be like nope we're full we're good i'm like oh so i set up my dominoes and just everything ready i'm like i'm gonna talk to johnny about getting my own pit, about being a pit captain, you know, set up my replacement and everything. So I was like, Hey Johnny, can I talk to you for a minute? He's like, yeah, sure. And go, Hey, you know what? Yeah. You know, talk to Chucky. I set everything up. You know, I'd really love to be a pit captain. I want to share the stoke. I could do a great job. And Johnny was like, cool. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I'll let you know. It was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, not the way I wanted to go. And I was like, well, that sucked, you know, and, uh, fast forward, like, um, um, I don't know, maybe a year later I get a call from Johnny. It's like, Hey, what are you doing for, you know, the 500? I'm like, nothing. He goes, well, you got your shot. You go, you know, you're going to be a pit captain you're going to be a maintenance pit, which means full service for the one X, you know, lights, fuel, wheels, everything. And, uh, we knocked it out of the park and then Johnny's like, all right, you're my guy. So nice. So yeah. I'm sure that, and, and just to get an idea about how many years was it from grunt to pit captain? Oh, um, maybe five. Okay. Yeah. You know, five, five or seven, but I mean, it's a long learning process because I remember when, when Johnny called me, and told me, he goes, Hey, you know what? He's like, I talked to Chuck. I talked to red Austin, bless his soul. He's like, I talked to, to Roger. Um, he talked to all the, the main OGs. He goes, and they all vouch for you. And at that point, you know, we've done a bunch of 24 hour pits in Baja and double pits. So, you know, I just, I learned from everybody learned from Johnny. Just always took in what they said. And Bruce, you know, when he was around, um, just, uh, just took everything in, absorbed it, and just tried to do my best every time. 
and and it shows because obviously the relationship still continues right after once JCR was oh yeah was yeah. formed and so. yeah so when that you know when we left Baja um, I still helped the Ox Motorsports and stuff because I was like that's my one X plate too you know I helped earn that um, but my relationship with Johnny and the friendship we developed and everything still kept me involved in, in doing things with the team, you know, down in Baja doing like Rip Cabos and Baja Beach Bash and going out testing rally stuff with Johnny, you know? So, um, yeah. So trust and friendship is a big part of it. Yeah. Nice. So that, you know, and, and, and obviously it's evolved a little bit, right? So it's now kind of gone from the Baja stuff to the rally stuff, you know, more, more focused on that part of it. What, um, how did that like come about? Like, cause I know, I mean, I've known you for a very long time and since you started making the road books. So how did, how did you even get into the road book making? What was the, what was Oh, so like I said, I've been involved with like helping Johnny, like testing rally stuff. And then Johnny has a weird way of making, not making you or just nudging you and just, if he thinks you're good at something, He'll keep talking to you and, until you're like, okay, maybe I'll try it. And then he was like, hey, Nor, I think you'd really be good at like making Robux. I'm like, no. I'm like, eh, I don't want to get into that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not a computer guy. And um, so uh, JC was like, hey, I need you for um, rally training in Sonora. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I'll go. Just, I haven't done that. You know, I want, I want to do that. I've never been there. So we went. And uh, we're in the meeting, and uh, you know Johnny and Ricky, and uh, they're there. And uh, so I see Garrett Poucher, Poucher, mm-hmm. and uh, Skyler. I'm like, I'm gonna go sit with Garrett because you know I hang out with Johnny and those guys all the time. And I go, wow, this is really interesting. I was like, hey Garrett, I'm like, what do you think about this? I'm like, what kind of computer would I need to be doing this? And I was picking Garrett and Skyler's brain and stuff, and I was like, kind of get got me a little pumped, you know? I'm like, all right. So the next morning, um, Johnny's like, hey, I'm going to put you with Scott Whitney. And Scott Whitney is the guy that makes all the road books for Sonora, right? He was the guy. He is the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. You know, I'm cool with everybody. And uh, so me and Scott are in the truck and we're going to his place. And then we're, um, you know, waiting. He goes, and Scott was like, hey, man, this guy's going to come over this hill and they come over here and they should go here. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, slow down, squirrel. What are you getting so excited about? I'm like, this guy's totally pumped on this. I'm like, whatever. You know? But then I spent a few days with Scott and it's like, man, it really piqued my interest. And I was like, wow, this is yeah, yeah, I think I want to try this. And then I was like, okay, Scott, like, what do I need? You know, I took my information from Garrett and Skyler, and I was just like, in Scott, and, and you know, I talked to Johnny, and Johnny's like, yeah, whatever you need, you know, I'll help you. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I just went, bought everything on my own, and bought Rally Now, the program, and uh, and uh, we're doing like rally training with Jimmy and stuff. I'm in the room. I mean, I don't ask a lot or say a lot. I just try and listen and just put the puzzles together, and uh, yeah, and I start making roadbooks. Nice. And, and, so, uh, and a few of them. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like, so the year Ricky won, I, um, man, I spent like eight months putting or longer putting thousands of miles of road books together, you know, and, um, and Marty Gomez helped me a lot too and stuff. And, and then Scott, when he was like, I had questions, I'd be like, Scott, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And then, you know, same with Chili White, because Chili did some rally stuff. And I would ask Chili questions also, of course, along with Johnny, you know, and then I called Jimmy and see what they thought about stuff. And uh, it was just a process, you know? So I just tried to take the best of what I related from everybody um, and just help me create my style of road books, you know? And that's... I mean, you have like, we, we've talked a lot about this and, and gone through and I've actually, uh, I would like to say that my first ever written road book was, uh, was yours, even though I didn't complete it. Uh, yeah, yeah. the seven, you did really good. 
<laughs> you did yeah, you really you did really good. You did really good. I mean you you bailed out at the right time because there was some deep sand coming up. So <laughs> I mean, I was all right. I mean, I did explore one of those washes pretty, <laughs> you know, I was, I was riding yeah. off into the sunset thinking I was doing my best impression of uh, Quinn Cody on a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. Can I do it? I'm like, I don't know. Quinn Cody can do it. So why can't you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That one uphill. Oh, dude, I won't put you through anything. I don't think you can handle as I get to the top of this and realize it's literally a straight down on the other side. <laughs> Uh, those guys those guys coming up on the other uh coming up the backside in the jeeps were cheering you on when you were coming down (laughs) meanwhile loaded (laughs) loaded pants (laughs) this is where i realized how important it is to make sure you understand your abs settings for those playing the game and have abs please understand how it functions before you attempt to do any kind of serious riding (laughs) Because, yeah, I felt like I was doing Mach 6 by the time I got to the bottom of the hill. <laughs> I I do have that on video, I believe. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, we might, might have to release that here at some point. I mean, it felt like Mach 6. I'm sure it was like walking speed. But, you know, whatever. Um, I, I was a little bit faster than that, but yeah. you did really good. I thought I really did really good, honestly. You, you kept it in line. You didn't let the back end get away from you. you. You kept your momentum going down the hill and you stayed in a good line. So you did really good. Well, there, there was one test. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be more. Yeah. But I'm happy. I got a skinny bike now. So I just got to get that thing yes, going. The, uh, so we did that. Now you have, you you were a racer before. And, and yeah. you know the behind the bars side of it. So how does that affect your road book making? When you, when you go uh, to design a road book, what are you thinking? And how do you do it? Well, how do, well, I generally know what I have in mind or like sometimes Johnny will be like, Hey, we need more of this, more of that, less of this. And then I'm like, okay, I think about the prior road books I've made and try and make them different. And then, you know, I might, people make road books different, you know, like, um, I don't know, like Augie, he, like he'll like, he'll do it on his computer and then go write it. I don't feel comfortable doing that because like, if I do it on my laptop and like, Oh yes, this, this, I'm going this way. And then I get to somewhere I haven't been. I go, Oh, if I went this way, it looks way more epic. Cause I can read my experience from racing and stuff is I can read terrain really well. I can tell what the desert's going to do. And so, if I'm doing it from a laptop, you know, and then I'm stuck to a route, I'm like, ah, but if I, but my way of doing it is I know where I want to go more or less. I know what I need to put in the route and I just take off and do it and explore and find new stuff. And it's 95% of the time it's epic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I GPS it and then, um, go home, load it in, edit it, which takes forever, you know? And then when I feel it's pretty good, I'll go test it. Nice. So yeah, so it's just a long process. Yeah, but you do it um, in in a way where you're actually riding on the ground, seeing the terrain, picking and choosing to in an effort to make it safer, basically. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember uh, me and Ricky were talking. He's like, "No, he's like, why do you do it like this? You waste so much time." I'm like, "Because you can't see the dangers from, you know." from Google Earth. He goes, yeah, you can. I'm like, no, you can't, bro. Um, so I just feel, for me, I don't want to be the guy that hurts Ricky or Ace or yourself or Augie Bright, you know, running one of my road books. So I want to go out there. I want to see it. Obviously, there's a danger. I'll mark it, you know, and then so when I go to load it up, I know it's there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I won't, I'm not, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, so you know that it's 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 dialed basically to a point where you feel comfortable letting somebody go down it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I'm still going to test it. Like, um, I'm testing burritos in the sky right now. So that's 202-mile route. So what's that, like 350 kilometers, 341, something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did that like five months ago. And um, I got hurt, so I haven't been able to ride. and just this last week, I've been able to go and test it. And most of it's pretty accurate, 
you know, I did the last third of it and there were just a few corrections I had to make. And then actually I'm going to go tomorrow and do that uh, 110 mile section by myself up North. So yeah. yeah. And then I'll just, as I ride, I make notes on uh, my paper, my paper route and then um, come home and then just unroll it and just go note by note and make the corrections. Nice. So, yeah, so it, it's not um, as far as making a route quickly, it's not, but it is a, like the quality of the route and the road book uh, would, would be higher because of what you're doing and the way that you approach it. Yeah, for, for me, this works for peace of mind and safety. And um, yeah, it just works from the beginning to the end, yeah. you know, so like this route, burritos in the sky. Oh, I used to, I used to write down how many hours it takes, you know, including getting up, getting ready, driving out there all day, riding, drive time home, loading the program, editing it, you know, and, you know, a hundred mile route would, I, I, I could have 30, 40 hours in it, you know, total, but burritos in the sky. I don't know. This 200 mile route is my biggest one. So I'm really, I really want to knock this out of the park and have a good route for the guys. So. I want to take my time, make sure all the tulips are correct and everything. So yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a lot, a lot of time invested. Yeah. Well, it's definitely your signature and, and having ridden part of it. Yeah. It, the mix of terrain and all the area and it's, it's, uh, uh, it is definitely epic. And especially with the rain that you guys just got, cause I remember we did it. There was a lot of Brown, you know, everything was just kind of dried out and I don't remember where we went. It was like, was it beginning of summer or? Yeah, it had to have been, right? Late, yeah, I think so. Late spring. So yeah, so Correct. Yeah, so now now with all of the rainfall that we've just gotten, I'm sure it's got to be pretty uh pretty epic everything green and not so. Obviously, we won't talk about too much about the terrain because we don't want to give it away. Yeah, I went out um like a few days ago and I left at like 8.30 and it was like 29 degrees. I'm like, oh my God, it's so cold. <laughs> it was freezing, but I needed to get it done, you know? So, and the, it was wet. It was beautiful everywhere. So Hero dirt. For sure. Absolutely. Speaking of hero dirt, heard uh, the Dakar got some rain overnight last uh, last night. Yeah, because I think it's... Yeah, we're, we're about, what, three hours away from the start of the stage, so it's one in the morning or something like that over there. Yeah. They're going to make some changes, um, to the course okay. because of the weather and the rain. Um, that's, I have some connections, you know, obviously I'm connected with Johnny and JCR. Um, but I have some other friends on factory teams that I'm still, I still talk to mm-hmm. and, um, we message each other and, you know, they give me their input on the day and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, I, I did already see a news blurb about the one of the marathon stages uh, being X-Nade. So I don't know how that how exactly that's going to play out. I got to do some reading on it, but um, but I heard that because they blamed it on the weather, so because of the weather that they were going to do it. So which I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting because now wet sand is much easier to ride than the sugar sand that they would have been expecting. So I wonder how, you know, that might play more into the favor of, of our guys. Perhaps let's hope so. I mean, I mean, the other day was, I mean, God, so many guys lost time. I said, well, my guy, uh, he rides for the uh, factory hero team. And we we're talking this morning and he was telling me, he's like, I'm like, so what happened at what kilometer was it? I forgot. Like, 270 or something. I'm not really sure, but he told me, he was like, yeah, he's all, it was really hard to find the right piece. And uh, he's just like a long distance to the WPC. He's like, there was no arrow or anything to show you where to go. He's all, so it was really tough. And he said, there was a lot of, um, a lot of tracks and the forks and stuff. So it was really difficult. Yeah. It seems like a lot of, well, a few got it right, but a lot of guys didn't. And, and it just further added to the confusion. And that, I guess it's kind yeah. of, I mean, I guess it's kind of weird, right? You show up to, you show up to a fork in the road and if you're kind of towards the front of the pack in that case, it may, you may be luckier because if you're towards the back of the pack, then the guys that got lost, you're also seeing their tracks as well. 
yeah so it's just like which way do i go but then that's when you rely on your your training you know what yeah. you practice and and so on and so forth yeah make, make the decision so yeah it's uh, I, th- I think this year is going to be interesting um with the way that they've uh they've changed it up and and now with this weather, I don't, I don't recall the last time. I know when they were in South America, they would, they were more apt to experience wet weather. Uh, but yeah. you know, I, I don't know exactly how many days it rains in Saudi Arabia, but it's not many. And uh, I would, yeah, I don't think so. I was, surp- I was surprised when I heard they got rain. I was like, wow. And it, it was flooded too. So yeah, yeah, it sounded pretty gnarly. I think it was, uh, I think it was a video from either Matthias Wachner or uh, Daniel Sanders that they were in their motorhome sleeping and you could hear just the rain beating down on the roof. I'm like, well, wow. what about the guy? What about the guys sleeping in their tents? What about that? Oh, that's Come on. The, the Malamoto guys. They're, they are earning Yo. their stripes. Yeah. Well, even like, even like you don't, the guys that work, you know, at, at Honda, like the mechanics and like Johnny, they sleep in a tent, you know, oh, that's they don't, awesome. Johnny doesn't sleep in RV. Johnny sleeps in a, in a tent. You know, yeah. so yeah, I hope it's a good long time. night. <laughs> I hope it's a good time. <laughs> I did even, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I did see, uh, I did see a shot on the social from HRC about, uh, about the gear, some of the gear that they're wearing. I guess they're even, have, uh, wearing like a heated, uh, like heated jackets, which I was like, I saw, mm-hmm. the, I saw some guys with the big hand warmer mitts that they use like in snowy conditions on bikes. Yeah. I saw that mm-hmm. and then I saw uh I saw a post and it was the company kind of promoting that w- that they were using their jackets that are that that heated uh heated style so kind of weird not the uh not the weather that I would think they would be experiencing. Yeah, even when it wasn't like last year I remember talking to Ricky and stuff and he was like my hands are freezing, my hands are turning blue because they're leaving at what 1 2 and 3 in the morning it's freezing over there. You know, so yeah, that was a big thing just to try and stay warm on the liaison to the start. Yeah. Yeah. And that's no joke. I mean, you're, you're, once you start losing feeling in your fingers, I mean, that's your clutch, that's your front brake. You know, there's, there's a lot going on there. You know, your mind can tell your hand to keep it closed, but when it comes time to having to feel, you know, how much brake to apply or or that kind of stuff, the Mm -hmm. fingers won't cooperate sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. So with the experience now that, I mean, you've been working with, uh, working with Ricky and, and Johnny for a while, is there stuff from their experience, like their road books, like particularly like what Ricky's experienced feedback that you've gotten and things that you might've changed based on that? Um, for me, it's just a learning process. You know, I, um, I honestly get a really, I get a lot of good feedback from Kendall. Kendall's like an awesome bookmaker, you know? Um, so I get a lot of my feedback or I ask questions from, from Johnny and Kendall, you know, okay. um, I try not to, I try not to bug Ricky too much. So mm-hmm. like if I give Ricky a book and he doesn't say anything, I'm like, okay, it was, at least it was decent and he didn't say nothing, <laughs> you know? Okay. No news is good news. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or I might hear from Kendall. Kendall be like, Hey, Nar, he's like, I'm not sure about this note. He's all we got there. And you know, it just didn't quite make sense. I'm like, well, you know, this is my thought process on it. And then me and Kendall will talk about our thought process on something or me and Johnny. And he'd be like, okay, I get you. I get what you're doing. I got it. You know? Gotcha. So, so it makes it a, yeah. So it, there's a good feedback loop there and it's helping you get, get the road books set. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get, I get road books from uh, the races that they do, mm-hmm. you know, and I look at the road books from, from the actual race and it kind of helps me. I'm like, Oh, I didn't think about that or doing it a different way like this. So I try and incorporate new stuff in my books that you wouldn't normally see. Cause you know, like an ACE or Jacob or yourself, whomever is like, you know, coming out for training and, and running my books like, Oh, I know what NAR is going to do. I know he's going to do this. So you're not, it's not the same thing every time. So you don't get a feel. It's a different feel. Mm-hmm. Keep you on your toes. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is good. Cause that's the whole, like, that's the whole rally thing. You know, you, you could be down, 
And I'm sure there's like, you know, there's, there's people that have been down the roads that we were down, you know, tons of times, but it's the combination of them and, and where you're going to go next. Um, that, that keeps people guessing. So I guess you could say, yeah, having more detail and, and having a more thought out road book, um, can, can lead to both ways. Cause I mean, these guys, I, I, from what I was hearing on, um, the Dakar daily podcast about, you know, different road book makers and, and, you know, notes per mile and how they do things. And, and that could be, or notes per kilometer. Um, it could, it could be very tricky. So I'm sure you, you have to do maybe probably try and do some of that stuff as well. Right. Keep them on their toes. Keep them yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then like this burritos in the sky, there's stuff that I haven't done prior in road books that I, I incorporating in this one. Mm-hmm. So when they run this, um, they'll be like, Oh, okay. So like, I'm looking forward to running this with, um, Jacob, you know, you know, Augie, Augie, right. Yeah. You know, cause mm-hmm. Jacob, Jacob makes books also. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to run his books, but like I'll run it with Jacob. Well, I'll try and stay in Jacob's dust with he's, he's just really fast. Dude. I was kind of impressed when we rode together. Um, and then like Jacob will hold up like every maybe 20, 25 K and, uh, you know, make sure I'm coming. Or if he has like a question on a note, mm-hmm. he'd be like, Hey, I don't, I don't really get this. Okay. And then I'd be like, okay, well, this is, this is my thought process, Jakey. And he goes, okay, well, I was thinking this, and then we'll talk about it and we'll get each other's different perspective as bookmakers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he'll help me see something different and hopefully I'll help him see something different. And that just makes us better and makes him a better, you know, racer, rally racer and helps make me a better bookmaker, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cause I know he's, he's been working on, he, he was out actually, I believe he was out in Morocco too, right? <laughs> I haven't, yeah. I haven't caught up with him since that, but I know he was out in Morocco. I know he was at Snore Rally. Um, I know I know he put the uh, the Moto Minded kit to the test. Part of the reason why I ended up with one for my bike. Um, so he's he's getting there. I mean, he's definitely he's fast. He absolutely is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, when we went and uh, uh, Jacob came out for some training, read some of my books, and. Uh, me and Jacob ran Sabaland, one of the routes I have. And I'm like, I know exactly where it's going, right? I'm like, that's cool. I'll just, you know, shadow Jakey. And I was like, we, you know, like a couple corners later, I'm like, how the hell did he get so far ahead of me? I'm like, there's no way. I'm all, no, F this. I'm like, I'm going to chase him down, right? So I think I was on my Yamaha, my rally light. Yeah. I'm bombing it and I know exactly where I'm going. Right. And Jacob reading my book, you know, he's scrolling and reading dude. And I keep my bike stock just so I can't go fast and get hurt because I'm not a racer anymore. I'm a bookmaker. So I don't need to go fast. Dude, I'm hitting stuff. I'm like cutting corners. I'm like bottoming out my suspension. I'm like, I'm not getting any closer to Jake. He's actually pulling away. I'm like, you know what? You can have it. I know exactly where he's going, so I'll catch him there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> nice. Just, did you, did you realize? I'm like, I'll never be at those guys' level. So, yeah. I'll just stick, I'll stick to what I'm going to be, hopefully, you know, what I'm good at is, you know, trying to make roadblocks. Yeah. Yeah, and get that, you know, get that side dialed in for these guys. Because, I mean, it, it, I think it's a, you know, how do you, Okay, so it, when Ricky comes back or when Johnny calls you and says we need books and stuff like that, what's the uh, I mean, what what's the feeling behind that? You know, well, first of all, they got a Cedro. A Cedro, man, this guy makes me so mad. I don't even know him, but he makes me mad. Well, it doesn't make me mad because, like, he makes road books for the team, right? But Cedro is on the other side of the world, right? And he makes spot on road books in my backyard. I'm like Johnny. <laughs> How he he's never even written it. He goes, no, Isidro's you know raced a car. He knows he's been around this his whole life. He's like his room where he makes road books. He's got like eighty inch monitors, and he can zoom into an ant hill. Like I'm like I got my little three hundred dollar laptop. I'm like making road books on you know. Yeah. So Johnny's like, hey, this guy is a master at what he does. So don't get discouraged. So, um, so yeah. So Ricky's, I mean, his road book guy is Isidro. You know, so 
I'll make books. You know, he runs out and like, I'll make a book and I'll test it and I'll test it a few times and have someone test it before I hand it. I'll tell Johnny, go, Hey, you know, this book's ready. Um, tested it. And then I'll just go by Ricky's house and drop it off. And if he runs it, he needs a road book and he'll run it, you know? Gotcha. So, All right. Yeah. So, so the options are options are there, which is good. I mean, if it, it's cause that's exactly what they're going to face in Dakar. They're going to have guys that are really good at making road books and they're going to have guys that are so good at making road books and they're going to have guys that are really, really good, but way too detail oriented and want to put six notes per kilometer. Yeah. So the more, yeah, I think I fall in the, yeah, I think I fall in the category is like not that good a road book. (laughs) So that's really great training for Ricky. (laughs) You know, you're like FNR, what the hell? (laughs) You know, I'm like, Hey, it's training, bro. You got to figure this out. So, well, and that, and that's, and then it's there. It's a very, a road book, making a road book from what I can tell is a very personal thing because it's in the, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I call it like I call it the painter. Like I'm painting this road book, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna it's just so cool, bro. I feel like Scott Whitney right now, you know? I have that excitement, you know, just cause like I'm like if I see something, I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be bitching. I know I can get around this hill, it'll probably go up that canyon, it's gonna be a virgin sandwich, and I get so pumped. I'm like and then when it comes together, I'm just like, I knew it. I knew it's going to be bitching, you know, and I get that Scott Whitney feeling, bro. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. You get it. You get yeah. it and then especially if they're, you know, okay, this is where they're supposed to come out. And then, you know, they're, they're 10 minutes late, but then they show up and you're like, okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I was, so the year Ricky went to car and stuff, um, man, I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of, uh, Roebuck that Ricky and Johnny were training on for the car. So Johnny was shadowing uh, Ricky on my road books. Right. And uh, so we're at a location, the engaged day. And I'm like, dude, I'm so stressing out. I'm so stressing out. Cause I'm like, Oh, how bad did I screw this up? And then I was like, Hey Gage, I'm all, they should be coming out over there and here. And Gage is like, come down, bro. I go, Oh my God, I'm Scott with you right now. <laughs> and then, and then dude, when I saw him, I'm all hell yeah. And then Johnny came in first, you know, and Johnny's like, I won, I won. I figured it out. You know, it was, it was, it was such a cool feeling. And, uh, and like I said, if Johnny thinks you're good at something, he'll keep nudging you until you take the chance to do it and uh, see where you land. And, uh, yeah, so I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing all right. I have, um, you know, a lot of people run my books and stuff and, uh, yeah, super stoked. And like Johnny even put me on Ricky's poster, like my little NAR sticker on there. So dude, that was, that was for me, that was huge. That was like super cool. Nice. I believe I have one of those in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) You might, you might. Nice. And so, I mean, that's, you know, you're, you're doing that. Uh, what, are, what are you thinking? I mean, uh, are you, are you going to step up, try and do a rally? We were talking about that. Um, yeah, I really, I really feel like I should. Um, so I, I think it's going to give me a different perspective on making road books because yeah, I'm making them, I'm doing my own pace. I'm doing my thing. But to be in a race, I've raced my whole life since I was a kid up until my injury in 08. Um, one of my injuries, God, I've had so many. Um, but I really feel that if I, if I did a rally in a race situation, it would help me be a better, um, better painter, a better road book maker. So, yeah. So for next year, um, that's my goal, bro. To do a rally. I'm a, Probably run the Dakar bomber. <laughs> oh, she's my girl. <laughs> yeah, long, long-standing uh, history. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, for those of you at home that don't know what the Dakar bomber is. It was uh, Quinn Cody's Dakar race back bike from uh, 2012. Yep. So, so I have that one, and I use that one for my bookmaking and testing and um, I have a slew of parts to keep that thing going. Johnny, um, Johnny blessed me with that bike. Um, so she is mine and I got her street legal 
And uh, so, yeah, that's what we use. We use the uh, the one-off 2012 450X Dakar bomber. Nice. Old, old trusty. Yeah, she's a great bike. <laughs> so, I mean, now, okay, so riding a a factory bike, because that is a factory bike, uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's, and, and having the rally light set up, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. that comparison between both of them, what are your thoughts weight wise? I mean, which is the, like, do you prefer one or the other for certain terrains or certain road books or how does that? Dude, I feel so comfortable on the bomber. I mean, even though it carries like 10 gallons of fuel and the you know, front and rear tanks and stuff like that. Um, suspension is great. I'm just, I just, I love the bomber. I feel more comfortable going, you know, it's got factory suspension on it still. Um, and that's a big part of it too, but I feel really comfortable on, uh, the Dakar bomber. So, and the rally lights cool. Um, so yeah, I got help from rally motor shop on that, setting that up. And, um, and that's, it's a great bike too. Right now I'm just on the rally light because of I tore my chest. I just, I ruptured my chest. So I just need something a little bit lighter. So I'm using the rally light to get going right now. Mm-hmm. So it's going to build some more strength. Then we'll jump back on the, on the bomber. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk rally light for a minute because the whole, like when we started the podcast and, and a, a big goal was to get more people into rally raid and, and that's yeah. basically your rally light bike is, is what you got set up. So wh- talk to us about that bike. What do you, what is it? It's, it's just a bone stock, uh, Yamaha at 2008. I got it with like 53 miles on it, nice. like probably a year ago. Um, Oh eight WR four fifty, Um, and then actually ACE gifted me the uh, F2R and then, um, I talked to um, RMS and he's super, super cool on helping me out with parts and what I needed and everything. And I'm like, cool, this would be a cool backup bike, you know, and it works easy to set up. So yeah, just head over to RMS at Rally Motor Shop and they got everything you need. And, you know, if you need help, you know, putting things together, can't figure it out. He's super cool, man. He'll hit you back and help along the way. Yeah. Definitely notice that Matthew is definitely uh, from Rally Motor Shop is Johnny on the spot for that for sure. The um, yeah, so you're, absolutely. So you're running. Uh, so it's the WR 450 uh, stock suspension. You mentioned that earlier. So really, no no mods, just mm-hmm. basic stuff. Um, yep. And then you're running. If I remember correctly, it's the handlebar setup, the handlebar mount, the RMS mounts with their uh, roadbook holder, and then just an ICO, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. And then just a regular basic thumb switch. I didn't go with like super exotic billet thumb switches. I just went with the basic stuff, you know, kind of a basic guy. So I don't need all that cool stuff. Yeah. But it, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it, that bike is, is one of the bikes responsible for making, I don't know how, how many road books are you up to now? Oh, geez, dude. I don't even know. Like a lot, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> Dude, that's you know. And I literally remember when you started making them. Oh, dude, I was calling you all the time, bro. <laughs> I, I was know. like, hey, I'm all, I'm all taco. I'm like, how come this won't, this, cause I'm not a computer guy, bro. I'm not, you know, I'm like, Hey taco, what about this? And then you tell me, and then I forget. And I call you the next week. I'm like, taco, I'm so sorry, but I can't find the paper. I wrote down what you told me to do. So how do you do this again? And like, you're so patient. So yeah, I mean, you're one of my helpers too, bro. So I really, really appreciate that. Absolutely. And I mean, and and look where it's gone from that to now, you know, you could literally say that you've had the, a Dakar winner, uh, ride your books, you know, and and your things. So that's, to me, that's, and, and jo- and Johnny and Kendall, so that's yeah. for me. That's pretty big too, yeah. you know. The, those nobodies. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. And then um, as and I'm really pumped, like uh, on Ace, like uh, Ace will come out. It's supposed to come out. That's why I need to finish burritos in the sky because we're we need some training for Sonora coming up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tune up Ace for Sonora. Um, but you know, Ace podium um, his class at Sonora Rally. You know. 
And um, so Ace came out a few times so I can tune him up. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what Jimmy knows. I'll never know. Jimmy's a God. Come on. Like I know what I know, you know, I don't want to say I'm limited in what I know, but I only know what I know and what I'm told. Um, but it's, it's, it's more than some and less than others. So I don't know, but like Ace will come out and then we'll go and then he'll get stuck and he'll raise his Like, where am I going? I'm like, I do a chili. I'm like, I don't know. And then he like, can't figure it out or something. And I go, okay, Ace. I said, let's, let's talk about this. Let's figure it out, you know? And then I'll help him understand the book or my thought process. And then, you know, he'll get it. And he go, oh, yeah, that's right. And he, you know, this and that. And I'd be like, hey, you should do this to set yourself up for this. And he goes, oh, okay. You know, I never thought of that. But, you know, I spent some time with Ace tuning tr- him up for Sonora. And he podiumed. I forgot what he got. He got like a, a second or third in uh in whatever class they call it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, in that. So I'm super. Go ahead. Oh, no. So I say, I just, I'm really super pumped on that, that I can help someone, you know, because to be a part of someone's memories is priceless, you know, because they're always going to remember that. No, that's for that's for sure. I I'll never forget the uh, I think it was like the sixth note in Burritos in the Sky, where I was getting ready to ride back down into uh, ride oh, back no, that down was, into uh, Riverside. <laughs> You're like trying to be too yeah, exact, you, bro. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're uh, no. That was uh, that was Narnia. You you were um, in Narnia. Oh, okay. So that's another. Yeah. Uh, that's another good one. What, how do you come up with the names on these? Cause you, I know burritos in the sky. We've been talking about that one. Narnia. I heard Saba land. Uh, how, how does the names come up? And then I hear there's one about Dos Mujeres or something like that. Oh yeah. Dos Mujeres. So, uh, yeah. So that was, that's a good one too. Um, I don't, dude, I don't know. It's the voices in my head. I have no idea. You know, <laughs> I just, you know, when I'm riding and putting these routes together, you know, and it's something like, Dose me hairs. It's like it's kind of a joke with me and Johnny, you know. And uh, I go, oh, that would. I'm like mu hair, mu hair. I'm like, what should I call this one? Because we call each other mu hair. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this one for Johnny. Call it dose me hairs. <laughs> um, so you know, and then Saba Land is um, Hide Hiwana, um, the year that Ricky won. Hide was a was a crew chief in charge of everything, you know. And Hide has been part of or before I was obviously, you know, part of that winning effort for 20 years in Baja. And I saw the land. I did a loop around where he lives out in the desert and I call he Saba. That's his nickname. I call him King Saba ah. and he just calls me Saba. So I named that one after he Saba land. Nice. It's a pretty cool, fun route. It's like a 90 mile route, pretty fast, some technical, go through some cool areas, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Some whatever pops in my head or something happens on the route, you know, then I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that'd be a cool name. So yeah. and then uh, bur- burritos in the sky just to take over 200 miles. Um, Timmy Gomez, he, he passed last year um, from accident. Mm-hmm. And um, I re- he took me we did a ride you know, not too long before he passed and he took me to some cool places, you know? And, um, so I wanted to take the guys in these cool places. And, um, when I was doing this, I'm like, this is for Timmy. Cause Timmy always reminded me of like a burrito, like a little burrito, you know? And Timmy's not with us. He's in the sky. So burritos in the sky. Nice. All right. So it, it, that's, uh, it's cool. You know, the, the, there's a story behind every road book and, and especially that one. Yeah, there is. You know, Johnny's like, how do you come up with this stuff? I'm like, I don't know, bro. Um, yeah, but when you get your uh, your Donny bike going, your 501, you definitely you're gonna do burritos in the sky, bro. Nice. Yeah, it's almost uh, almost there. the 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 parts list, the wish list, is getting towards the end. I got a uh, I got a shipment notification from Maturvis, so I'm uh, I'm stoked on that. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, coming soon. I'll be I'll be ready to ride again by the end of January. So. See, yeah, see I gotta, there. yeah, I gotta, I gotta name a roadbook after you somehow. So we'll figure <laughs> that out. As long as there's maybe some tacos involved. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Then. But nice. yeah, yeah, 
So of all the people that you've met through through the travels and, and with JCR and all of that stuff, who do you think's made the biggest impression on you? Or couple. I don't want to single it out either. Um definitely Johnny, obviously. Um I mean, I don't know. I'd put Johnny probably in my top 13 best friends. You know, he just made the cut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I'm know, not saying not, he's number I mean, one, but I'm not saying he's 13th either. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Well, yeah, we'll put him in the, we'll put, we'll put Johnny in the top 10. Um, <laughs> definitely Johnny and uh, my pick captain, uh, Chuck Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned, man, I'm so grateful for that guy. I learned so much through him. Um, just pitting the way we do things at Honda and, uh, and just, I learned a lot of things through him, you know, not just pit stuff and, and whatnot. So those, those two guys had a pretty big impact on what I get to do today. You know, obviously my association through, through Johnny and Honda and JCR, I get to do a lot of other cool things. I have a lot of other cool opportunities Mm -hmm. and other teams I get to help, you know, um, and I was running by Johnny and, and, uh, make sure everything's cool. And yeah, he's like, yeah, you can do that, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. Chucky and, and, and Johnny are probably, um, probably the guys mm-hmm. that I, uh, I'm grateful for that had the greatest influence on me. Yeah. I've, uh, you know, it's interesting with the, the, with Johnny Campbell is the, I, you know, I've only known him from the Baja races and, and by, I mean, know him is like, I've seen posters up and down Baja. Uh, I remember when I met him, mm-hmm. that was my opening line to him. I said, I think I've seen you on a poster somewhere. And, you know, was, yeah. You came, yeah. You came out and I invited you to do the national with us. You yeah. came out that one time. Yeah. That was and literally, mm-hmm. that was my first time, you know, even, even being around him and, and the way he carries himself and all that, but it was at, it was actually at Sonora rally, um, where I really got to see who like, who he is and how like he interacts, especially like with the organization. Cause at that point I was working uh, with rally comp and helping on the timing and doing that. And uh, there was some, there was some stuff that went on one of the stages and that he had questions about. And it was like seeing him come up and, and ask questions and try and figure something out on something like his approach was that he was owed nothing. He just needed clarification. And then right behind him, it was another top team in another category. And it was completely the opposite. It was an argument from the very first get-go that the organization owed them something. And it was a very stark difference. And I remember I was talking to my dad about it and my dad was like, that's, that is a very big difference. He saw that is a completely different approach into how, these two teams and, and both of these, you know, Johnny Campbell, obviously is Johnny Campbell and JCR and, and HRC and all of that. But this other team was also a Dakar team and was very high placed and, and held in high regard in their industry. Uh, but it was very different in how they, and it was completely unimpressive how the other team handled themselves and the organization. Yeah. You, you just, I mean, you just want to treat people the way you want to be treated, you know? So just be nice, be respectful, and just present yourself well. Yeah. You know, and that goes a long way. Yeah. You know, and be humble about things. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, and, and you would think, like, if anybody, anybody of those two, like, if you put them both in, if anybody had the right, like, you would say, oh, you have the right to do that, you would think it would be Johnny. Because obviously, the accomplishments and also far exceed what the other team was, you know, at, but... I don't, I, I'm not going to name the other team because I don't think that's professional, but it it, it was definitely a very marked intro, like very marked difference. And that's uh, it just that much more in high regard that I would hold him because of that. And that was my interaction, you know, from, from the, uh, an organization standpoint. So, but it, anyway, yeah, yeah. Super, super humble and just super, um, I don't know. I can't say enough about him, you know, like me and Johnny can travel. We have the peninsula of Baja and we don't even turn the radio on because we can talk the whole time. It's just like talking to one of my best friends, you know, yeah. like he is one of them. So, you know, it's, there's always something to talk about and it's, it's not always about racing, you know, it could be, it's, it's a ton of a lot of other stuff too, that 
he learned life experiences and stuff. So very, very fortunate, yeah. very fortunate to have his friendship and his guidance and his trust. Yeah. And you guys have done, uh, you mentioned you get to do kind of like other special projects and stuff. So you were up at Big Bear too, right? Recently for the, the big dual sport ride that they do up there. Uh, so, um, yeah, we did that. Uh, so we were um, doing rider support for any red rider up there. So I was turning wrenches and then I was like, yeah, here, and here's another thing too. Like I was like, Hey, Johnny, I said, we get people on other brands, orange brands coming up and be like, Hey, can we, I go, I said, JC, we, we helping, you know, these guys too. And he goes, yeah, he's all, they ride dirt bikes. You know, we're going to help everybody, you know, even if they're not on a Honda, you know, so most, most of the bikes I wrenched on that weekend weren't even Hondas, you know, um, and we, I, we made a lot of friends, you know, they were very appreciative and so thankful, yeah. you know, that we would do that. And I was like, Hey, that's what we do. So, and it's absolutely great market. That, that is like the Honda guys and the other team, <laughs> the people interested in buying motorcycles need to understand that you went to a dual sport event to support red riders, but ended up working mm-hmm. on orange bikes more than you did red bikes. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> so for those playing the home game, take that to heart. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, and you know, and, and then when we're doing that, they're like, hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Can I give you something? I'm like, no, no, no. That's a courtesy. That's a courtesy of Honda. Just, you know, if next time you're in the market for a bike, just new or used, think about Honda. We'd appreciate it, you know. And uh, I've met, I've met so many good people just helping them that have become my good friends. You know, yeah. just doing that. Yep. Sometimes so, it's super cool. Yeah. You know, and I, it looks like a pretty yeah. cool event. Hopefully this year I'll be able to make a few of those. those events. Yeah, you should. It was a good time. Definitely a good time. Good people up there. Nice. Very nice. So let's see what else we, what else have we got going on? So more road book making, you know, <laughs> rally sometime, maybe this year, next year. Uh, this year, this year we're in. We're this gonna, year you're in. All right. Yeah, this year I'm in. I got to make a. I got support. I still got some sponsors. So, um, and I got a, a ton of mooses. <laughs> thankfully <laughs> enough, you know that I get. I get the hand me downs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm covered in that aspect. So I'm very, very blessed for that. Okay. And um, so yeah. So hopefully we'll make we'll make a rally happen this year. And. Uh, I know I'm not going to be the fastest, but I hope that through my bookmaking and my ability to read notes and, and look ahead that I could make time just being precise on the road book. Yeah. So well, that's what I'm banking on, but it could all go south. I could just wad myself up. Who knows? Right off into the sunset, you know, no, I don't, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, we've, we've talked about it a lot on the show is that, it, it has a lot to do with the way that you like, you have to rope it in. You have to control yourself. You have to be able to understand, read the road book and make things happen. And, and sometimes yeah, it's not the guy that goes the fastest. Uh, I've seen that happen and that doesn't work out in the end. So. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely correct. I mean, we've, we've seen it with this, this, uh, this guitar in the stage, you know, this past stage is going to be precise and just, believe in your training and um, hopefully I'll get you through. Yeah. Make it all the way to the other, other side. Um. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we'll see what happens. So that's my goal for this coming year is to do a rally race on the bomber. So there we go. Dun, dun, dun. With the OG graphics. You You can't lose the graphics though. Oh no, dude! I got the I got the I'm looking at it right now. It's the 2012 Dakar Queen Cody special, you know, stickers on there, number nine. So you know that's my favorite number. So there we go. We'll we'll, we'll just we'll just get some uh put a little a little strip of uh, painter's tape over the top and then just put NAR on it for that. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. You can do that. We'll see what happens. So yeah, we'll just yeah definitely not losing those graphics. No, 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 no. Don't want to do that. Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully a lot of good things planned for next year. Um, but my main focus is just to make road books and, uh, for the guys and anyone else I can help out, you know, um, like I said, I don't, I'm no Jimmy Lewis or anything like that. I'm no Johnny Campbell. And 
yeah, I know what I know. And uh, if I could help someone out, they need some help being tuned up. I'm more than happy to share my, you know, my knowledge of my limited knowledge of what I have. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. You've always, always helped. And that's, you know, I've, I've gotten coaching from you and then I've, I've, I've looked to you for advice on bikes and we've had many a conversations of my ideas of motorcycles and what to buy and some really like harebrained scheme <laughs> ideas <laughs> of what bikes to buy. Yeah. <laughs> True, true, true. Yeah. Hey, but you settle on the uh, the Donny bike, so we're cool. True, yeah, that, that just happened. To line, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That that one happened to line up after being scared of all the uh, used bike prices in California. Insane. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, but it is what it is right now. So, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. If you want to get into it, that's what it's gonna take. Oh, yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, yeah, excited to get you out there on your new bike and we'll get you doing some routes and stuff. So looking forward to that. Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm 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 anxiously awaiting my my buddy uh Travis every single Sunday. He built up his gas gas with the motor minded tower on it as well. It's just badass build of like you know, rally light ish bike. And, uh, yeah. and so, yeah, I'm, you know, seeing that come together and I'm like, damn, I can't wait to build mine. So, uh, I'm, you know, the fire's, the fire's getting bigger, you know, I just got to get, got to get in the garage. True. True story. Yeah. It's just time, whatever. <laughs> hey, it'll happen when it happens. So just be ready for it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Nice. All right. Well, it is, uh, officially, I think we're getting close to dinner time. So. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, pretty yeah. close. Yeah, so I'll catch up with you. I'll uh, we'll get uh, we'll get you. I'll get you all the details. I think this will be out later tonight, not first thing tomorrow morning. But I'll let you know. We'll. Uh, yeah, no worries. I know we talked about this for a long time, and I've always been gun shy. But I was like, you know, let's just knock this out. You yeah. know, so <laughs> right there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did. Yeah. It, you know, just a normal conversation between us. So, yeah. <laughs> some, you know, we, we left out some of the intro material because that may not necessarily, even marked explicitly, may not actually cover it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you some voicemails. You can use those later. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That'll be the treat. All right. The moment of NAR. <laughs> there you go. NAR yeah. Moments. Straight from NAR, NAR's rally books. There you go. Straight from there. Yep. And then uh, once we start doing video, we'll get you down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Definitely fun. We got to go to that pizza place, though. That place is rad, bro. Best oh, pizza ever. Yeah, Felipe's for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was delicious that one time I went to your place. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's pretty gnarly. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and blame about 20 to 22 pounds of my body weight to that place. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the Felipe's corner. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, for sure, got to take the good with the bad, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Nice. All righty, sir. Well, yeah. So we'll get uh, we'll get you set up. I'll get uh, I'll get your Instagram tag so people can follow along with your uh, your stories and what you're doing. And I know you're always on the on the Insta. So wow. yeah, you probably hate my feed because I'm always posting stuff. So no, you're yeah. one of the you're one of the three people I have alerts turned on for. So. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, so I know uh, to like it right away, you know, keep that algorithm going. For sure, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, cool. Hey, Adventure Taco, I I appreciate you having me on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, Taco. See, si. we'll be riding soon. All right, bud. All right, talk all right. to you. See ya. See ya. All right. So there you have it. That is right after 40 some odd episodes of mentioning him in almost every episode. Uh, that was gnarly Dave. And so again, we, I met him back in the, uh, Baja rally days when I first started with the organization. Uh, he was the guy starting and, uh, and handling some of the mid stage stuff as well. Uh, you know, then we just hit it off, dialed, started talking and, and it just kept growing from there. Stayed in touch after he left, uh, you know, the Baja rally and continued on with his journey on the rally side of things. And I was, you know, stoked. And then, you know, being able to, to lean on him for, for some advice and, and information, uh, has been priceless. So 
uh, he's he's always down to help, and I you know can't say enough good things about him. So absolutely, absolutely stoked that we finally got him on the show. We'll probably have him back on here again. I'd even like to have him maybe co-host some stuff. We could do some interviews and stuff like that. Uh, like I say, he's he's he knows a ton of people in the uh, in the sport. So uh, great guy, absolutely. So there you have it. That was uh, in the bivouac with gnarly Dave. And with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy. Don't forget, like, subscribe, and uh, we will be back. And if you haven't, uh, this episode, we'll probably get it out on uh, Monday. You'll be listening to this on Monday. But uh, later on tonight, Monday night, uh, we'll be doing the stage recap as we will today, Sunday. Uh, not stage recaps, but the basically stage introduction. So we're looking at the Car Rally 2022 and just presenting some of the information that's available about the stage and and the previous day's results and what happened there. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, and uh, we will see you guys soon. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week. Bye.